the length of Avengers Endgame, but with more emotional weight. We're talking Anne of Green Gables on today's... We're not affiliated with Netflix. Welcome to KidFlix, the podcast where adults try to definitively rank every kid's movie ever made. I'm your host, Ross Wiseman, and this show is not for kids, so turn this off and get lost in a book uh, um, <laughs> with that much attitude. Uh, my guest today, um, she is from the improv team formerly known as Xylophone, as well as the current Philly Improv Theater house team guillotine. It's Julia Owens. Hi, Hi, Julia. I'm so excited. Yeah, we talked about doing the you being on the podcast like eight months ago mm-hmm. and very promptly got you on. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. How are you doing? Good. I um, was very excited about this movie and I really just got into the whole streaming service that it was available yeah, on. Yeah, we're going to get all into um, all of it. So t- just but to, I'm doing good. Yeah, so tell me a little bit about why Anne of Green Gables because I know that this exists but I think you're the first person that I've met especially in the U.S. that like is really into it. (laughs) Um, I think for me it was so it's me and uh, I have a little sister who's a redhead so it maybe like subconsciously comes from that. I'm sort of in a redhead fan club. Now I got to ask, did you ever call her carrots? I didn't call her that. Good. I, um, I had like, <laughs> we had other like very dirty terms for her cool. in high school, <laughs> but maybe not like, I didn't call her carrot. No, we no. didn't. I didn't make fun of her hair that much. Other people did though. Yeah. I feel like I never made like, Making fun of redheads, I never really got. Like, I kind of just, I think I probably did it once or twice because, like, somebody else instigated and I was like, oh, this is a thing. And then, like, that one South Park episode that everybody was like, well, I guess this is it now. We got to do this. Yeah. I think we mainly just made fun of her personality, which I do think goes along with the red hair. I do think that there is something to a, a redhead with quick wit. Um, it does, it is a personality. So she really got made fun of for being the way she was, not necessarily her hair. Not that that's better. Well, that's good that the kids made fun of her for classic things like personality. <laughs> they didn't just go, they didn't just go for looks. Cause that's, yeah. that's low hanging fruit. Yeah. Um, so she and I, uh, love TV. Um, we didn't have cable for a long time, so oftentimes we would rent movies back when you rented them. And, <laughs> Tell um, <us> more. <laughs> yeah, and so Anne of Green Gables, we also love to read, so this was something where we read the book and then we watched the movie, and then um, we really got into The Road to Avonlea, which is like the spin off TV show about um, Avonlea on Prince Edward Island. And we just really, for some reason, loved watching these kids be Victorian and get up to, like, hijinks. And um, we love to make fun of them. I think that was a lot of it, too. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, it's it's a really weird... So this takes place in, like, like 1910 mm-hmm. Canada yeah. or something. Yeah. So it's, like, 
halfway still in pioneer times Mm -hmm. and very vaguely like, oh, what if there's maybe going to be electricity soon? And it's just like, I don't know what's going on. (laughs) Like why everybody is just hanging out and doing what they're doing. They, yeah, there's a lot of like life on the life in the sticks kind of references and um or kind of like like I I kept thinking watching it kind of like Little House on the Prairie or did you ever read All of a Kind Family? No. So I think okay, so I think All of a Kind Family is like the Jewish version of Little House on oh, the Prairie. Okay. So okay. it's just like a bunch of little pioneer kids in a house and okay. they go on misadventures of like I got okay. a penny and now I can't get a sour gummy mm-hmm. or something, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Uh. They, okay. So that that's this the road to Avonlea's equivalent is Little House on the Prairie for sure. That, okay. That has to be the best equivalent I can think of. Yeah, because um, we were talking before we started recording that we were having trouble f- figuring out what the American equivalent of specifically Anne of Green Gables yeah. is. Because it's j- the whole thing is she's just like a, you know, a spunky go-getter kid. Because like, I mean, maybe Pippi Longstocking maybe but she, i mean i i don't remember pippi longstocking being that like nice pippi i think has superpowers too wait what she has superpowers like she's Shit. she's sort of like a peter pan oh i thought her whole thing was that like she she was just like clever and she had really tight braids and that that was it Shit. She Do had you know the song? Power? Do you know the song Pippi Longstocking Coming song? into your world. No. Oh, that. I am. Oh, wait. I am Pippi Longstockings. If you say it fast, it's funny. Um, <laughs> what? That's all I know. That's that's such a weird lyric. Like, trust me, it's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Pippi is funny. That's yeah. a funny name. I thought she, I mean, I thought she had superpowers. Like, she's sort of like a sprite. Like, she's, she's like a cat in the hat. She's like a, Maybe. a Peter I, Pan. I like, have no, me- like, I remember that one time we rented the live action movie. And mm-hmm. I think, I I think it was kind of similar to Anne, where it was like a bunch of kind of slightly connected stories mm-hmm. just kind of weaved together mm-hmm. into a full story. Yeah. But I do not remember superpowers. Um, yeah. Well, okay. We I believe to, you. Well, maybe this, maybe this will be the next episode. Yeah, I can only, I can only, re- uh, review movies about redheaded girls. Yeah. With you. So we'll do yeah, that. Then we'll do sure. Annie. Oh uh, yeah. Annie. Well, that's the trilogy. That's the trilogy. Anne of Green Gate. Oh my God. Anne and Annie. Yeah. Huh. That's, that's maybe a thing. I don't know <laughs> if I was clever and not tired, I would totally lean into that right now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so so we also, you were like, okay, you got to, you've got to watch the original one. Yes. Because I think you originally wanted me to watch either a mini series or yeah, something like that. Yeah, I wanted like you to see Road to Avonlea, which was like the TV oh, show. Oh, okay. I thought that they had made a movie, but it was, it's just a TV show. Yeah, and then you were like, oh... That's six episodes. That's going to be too long. So here, just watch the first movie. And the movie is three hours yeah. long. Mm-hmm. It yeah. is about the same length of time as Avengers Endgame. <laughs> this is this is my Avengers Endgame. <laughs> it just wraps up everything so nicely that you built up over the years. 
Um, uh, and so <laughs> that was the first hurdle to jump through. And then the second yes. hurdle is that, so Anne of Green Gables, if you want to watch the kind of famous one that was on uh, BBC television, I believe, mm-hmm. uh, or not BBC, CBC, the Canadian Broadcasting Company, <laughs> you can't, yeah, you can't like rent it on Netflix or Amazon. You can really only pay to stream it on a service called Gazebo TV, which I kind of just want to start an investigative podcast where we just try to figure out the deal with Gazebo TV. I would be down for that. We've, Fantastic. We've struggled to find some information. Any information, really. Well, and then Sullivan Entertainment is the the umbrella under which Gazebo TV falls under because that was the production company for Anna Green Gables and Road to Avonlea and like all of these other other vaguely pioneer from Canada. Yeah. Yeah. Like imagine like a kind of a Downton Abbey type show, but like kind of just nothing happens. Right. That's that's Anna of Green Gables in the best way. In the best way, and it's about a child rather than... A bunch of servants and and nobles or whatever. I've never seen it. You've never seen Downton Abbey? Nope. Wow. And I was an intern at PBS for eight months. Wow, okay. I did watch British Baking Show. Okay, good. Good So I I have some of my public media covered. (laughs) But yeah, so Gazebo (laughs) TV, uh, if you want to pay... Like seven dollars to rent it. Yeah. Um. Super reasonably priced for. I mean, I guess just in terms of like the breakdown of how mm-hmm. long it yeah, is. Yeah, it is very long. That's like you know a little a little under two dollars an hour or a little over two dollars an hour. Yeah. I I know math. I promise. Yeah. So um so let's just kind of I guess dive into it. So what um what kind of what sticks out to you about. So and her plight. I think what I'll say first is it was so it came out in 1985, and I I think that time period. It's interesting because this was a movie that is geared. I mean, the books are definitely children's books. They're they're youth fiction. Sure. Um, I don't. They weren't created to be that way, but that's what they ended up becoming. Because they're just kind of like simple stories about a mm-hmm. precocious person. Mm-hmm. Just anything about like, oh, youthful spirit and yeah. being good. Yeah. And um, I think the the girls that get interested in history really like these kinds of books because it's Victorian era. Um, it's very similar to American Girl Doll stuff. I was about to say she's yeah. like a Canadian Girl Doll. Yeah. She's a Canadian American Girl Doll. Um, and I mean, even in, even like the fashions in the eighties, the Victorian stuff was very popular. Um, I think what sticks out to me the most is like this, this sort of orphan trope is yeah. really interesting. And we see that a lot in, in children's literature and movies. I think Hollywood really loves an orphan story. <laughs> but everybody um, in the story hates the orphan? Yeah. And or they like the the idea that one parent has passed away. Right. And that and just messes everything I up. I think it messes everything up, which makes sense. It also allows f- for the kid to break out of 
Like if they had parents, they wouldn't do this. They would have been taught for how sure. to say their prayers or whatever. Uh, I can I was <laughs> I was yelling at my screen during that part. Yeah. Anne doesn't know how to do prayers and she's not thankful to God for taking away both of her parents with good names. I know, yeah. Wait, what was the name that she wanted to be called? Cordelia. Cordelia, that's <laughs> Which right. is such a terrible name. If you think She's about. like, I guess if you just make sure when you say my name to make sure that you have an E at the end of the name, yeah. that's okay. Yeah. I do love her. I love her preoccupation with names. I, I, um, there's so many good names in this, um, in this movie too. Yeah. And they're, they're so perfectly old-ish yeah. in like the best way possible so like we i mean we can just have a little sound off we have i wrote i wrote hezekiah <laughs> um her yeah her parents are walter and bertha which she th- thinks that those are beautiful names i'm bertha i'm not really i don't think is a beautiful name but sorry any berthas that are listening but i know uh, if come you on. are a bertha let us know how it's been for you there's also the character moody spurgeon mcpherson <laughs> Oh my god! Um, and then That's just the fair. fact that she's going to stay with Marilla and Matthew Cuthbert, like <laughs> the last name Cuthbert, <laughs> so funny. And didn't the um, the let's see who else? Oh, there's Mrs. Cadbury that runs the orphanage. Mrs. Cadbury, I wrote her name down too. Which apparently is Megan follows his mom. Oh. That's what that's what IMDb says. Like there are not that many. Interesting. Okay. There are not that many facts on IMDb for us, but it, we also were shocked to discover that her name is Megan and not Megan. Yes, she goes by Megan. Which is is that just the Canadian she, pronunciation? Maybe she of really it? she really I guess like wanted to follow the with an e thing. Yeah. It's Megan with an e. Like yeah, we can hear. <laughs> yeah, we know that you're. Um, you crazy. We know that you love Anne of Green Gables, but, you know. Chill. Chill. <laughs> Live your life, <laughs> Megan. Um. I don't know if I wrote anything. Oh, um, somebody. So when she she goes or she might be uh, sent away to live with another woman. Oh, um, the lady. Oh, Her name is... Matilda, oh <laughs> Matilda Blewett, that Blewett woman. That's what that's right. Marilla calls her. I thought that was a funny name. I still got confused because I'm looking at the Wikipedia and there's somebody just credited with the name Punch Woman. <laughs> punch Woman, yes. Oh, she was like, "Do you want some punch or something?" <laughs> she served her some punch. Oh God, that's some good character. Good job, Anna Ferguson. You, you're you're the unsung <laughs> hero. Um, Rachel Lind is a very important uh, character. I mean, we get her name, Rachel Lind. Which one was Rachel Lind? She was the the nosy neighbor. She's oh, neighbors that, to that Marilla Anne and calls um, fat and ugly. Yeah. Hell yeah. I mean, um, in um, so in Road to Avonlea, this is kind of an aside. She oh, comes this is back good. and reprises the role of Rachel Lind, and there's a. Um, a, a girl comes to Avonlea because her mother has passed away and her dad like can't deal with her so she has to live in Avonlea and 
she says that Rachel Lynn is a mean, pinch-faced old woman. So Rachel so Lynn everybody gets, hates her. Yeah, yeah. Everyone is like over her. She looks like Canadian B. Arthur she, also. Oh, yes. That's a great description. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. You can tell that Morella is like, she just like rolls her eyes anytime Rachel Lynn walks past her window. Mm-hmm. And you really start to think about, I mean, we can text each other nowadays, but... I'm sure Rachel Lynn, if she were able to text, she would have been blowing up Marilla the second she heard that she was getting a... A girl, a girl. and not a boy? Yeah, a girl and not a boy. Rachel Lynn also is very anxious. She thinks that this orphan... I guess everybody thought that orphans were just going to be murdering you in your sleep or stealing all of your stuff. Yeah, this is not a very... I mean, I guess they get... The whole point of this movie is kind of like, oh, like kids are smart and sweet and don't overgeneralize orphans because yeah. they will save children's lives. Yeah. yeah and when she and they. That baby Ithacac all night. I know. Was it, she, isn't that what baby, makes you throw up? Yes. She. <laughs> I didn't see the baby Anne, throw up. And gave the baby, she said, a full bottle of Ipecac. <laughs> yeah, she he did. I was so confused. She's oh, like, man. it was. <laughs> she said, like, it wasn't until she, she, uh, she coughed up all that phlegm and mucus that I knew that she would be okay. We're like, cool. But th- I don't think that's how it works. I don't think you throw so up it sounded, phlegm and mucus. It sounded like she, the baby was just like congested. <laughs> yeah, I look. Well, I looked up what the croup is because I couldn't remember. Oh, is that what, what they that, said? She that had? she has the croup. Yeah, which is. Uh, Basically, like bronchitis. Oh, a bacterial bronchitis. Ugh, I've had bronchitis so many times, and Anne never once came to my aid. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I hate her now. <laughs> You're like she should. She should still be thought of as a a heathen orphan with no values or morals. You know what? Sure. <laughs> okay. I'll do that. Um, I, I used to get bronchitis so much as a kid and my brother called it brontosaurus and I don't know why, but that made me cry. I was like, stop it. It's real. And I'm, I'm tired and sick. Like that voice that you do. So people are like, oh my God, he's so sick. He can't even fully complain. (laughs) But you knew you were doing it. So you weren't that sick. Yeah. Um, (laughs) okay. So I, I'm like, I feel bad because people were like really just they really hated orphans that makes me that made me feel sad like I I was really sad about how she's so um she seems so well adjusted like she's disassociating from her life yes she likes to imagine that she's in a much like better place than she is yeah but she also is like so ready when anything mildly bad happens to her that she's like okay i'm gonna die now yeah everything is crumbling around me i must take mental images of all of the love that has surrounded me now yeah yeah her imagination is so useful to her in good times and bad um so she i wrote no room in the orphanage uh, like no room in the inn, but oh, okay. <laughs> of course, like there's apparently there's an orphan issue. People were dying left and right back then. I can only imagine like if yeah. you, you're, 
how many people didn't have parents? How many kids grew up without parents? Probably a lot. There were a lot of kids, too. And they, like and Mrs. All Hammond. Of their, all of their best case scenario was like, yeah, just working for Miss Hammond and her seven kids of her own. Yeah. Did it seem to you that all of the women of childbearing age were super old? Like, yeah. Mrs. Hammond seemed old and she had... She she seemed like twins. She seemed like high babies. middle-aged and Marilla is like she's menopausal. Yeah. Like Marilla is an old maid and we're supposed to accept that, but she seemed like she and was, was like the her same age as, as Mrs. Hammond. Yeah. Oh, she's supposed to be the same age? No, they look like oh. they're the same age. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, when I they when know. when Marilla is going to return Anne and she runs into like all these different women being like, oh, is that the orphan? Yeah. And they all are just like, tri- they're triplets. Yeah. And I know it's not polite to uh, talk about anybody's age. age. Shame. Yeah. But at the same time. <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm not trying to age shame. It's also, it's 1910. What are the odds of any of these people reaching exactly. this age? A little girl, a baby nearly died of bronchitis. Yeah. And but they're like trying to get us to believe that this woman had 10 kids and she recently had a set of twins and she's maybe 48 years old that maybe that's like a isn't that like the catholic thing i guess i've heard yeah that's the that's the other the other mild trope is that poor people have a lot of kids yeah interesting it is interesting um if you, what do you think? <laughs> what are your... No, I'm not even going to... I don't even know what I'm saying right now. Um, I took like four notes and I forgot. <laughs> I feel okay, bad. I was going to... At the beginning, I was going to call you my bosom friend. Oh, yeah. Bosom friend. <laughs> yeah. So Anne becomes best friends with a girl named Diana at um, an outdoor tea party where she has ice cream for the first time and mm-hmm. beats boys at a three-legged mm-hmm. race. Mm-hmm. So they're clearly fast friends and so much is happening to them. But yes. then this is probably the highlight of the movie because it's one of the few where Anne gets upset and Marilla isn't like, you stupid girl. Yeah. <laughs> it's like this is like the turning point where Marilla is like, oh, she's actually kind of funny with how dumb she sometimes is. Yeah. And misunderstandings. So Diana comes over to Anna's house for a tea party and... What is she? She wants like some. She she wants like a fruity syrup drink. She wants a. She's it's like she's soda, allowed to have a cordial, a raspberry cordial, which is a very Victorian beverage. Yeah, it's like a soda fountain type. Yeah, thing. but instead, mm-hmm. Anne, our lovable goofball, gives her like wine. The Marilla's famous red currant wine. Yeah, that the reverend was like, maybe I'll have a nip of it. And so she drinks the entire (laughs) bottle, Diana (laughs) does. Diana drinks the whole bottle. But she was like lit off of one small glass. Yeah. Like she already... Her little metabolism. Well, that's this is probably (laughs) also my favorite part of the movie because you get to see a little girl that has no reference to what drunkenness is or looks like. Because <laughs> yeah. according to like child actors and like any movies with kids that involves like getting drunk, you hiccup a lot and you like look at a glass and you can't believe how funny the glass is. 
and yes and like you take big gulps of things yeah and it's never that's never been any situation ever right like I I I was I was drinking the other night and Mm -hmm. like I was you know sipping through a straw and I was like oh I think I'm drinking these too fast and I was just kind of sitting quietly yeah (laughs) um so then Diana gets too drunk because she drinks an entire bottle of wine and uh, she's like, I have to go home. And Anne's like, oh no, you're sick. I'll nurse you back to health. And she's like, please just let me go home. <laughs> and so Anne tries to give her a piece of cake and she, Diana tries to take a bite and then she just drops the whole cake, piece of cake on the floor. <laughs> and she's like, I had to go home. And then she goes to her house and vomits on, on like right off the French porch. Yeah. And then her mom's like, this is like a, <laughs> like a sober meeting. And, uh, <laughs> the temperance committee. Yeah, the yeah. temperance committee. And Anne, you devil with devil hair. You ruined you everything. Drunk, you got. And she's like, oh no, no. Yeah, I. I mean, I think part. it is pretty like on point that she fell in a bush, like drunk. That is probably the truest part of her being drunk, falling into a bush. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is that a relatable premise for you? That that was relatable. Ah. <laughs> Um, I'm trying to think because I I don't think I've ever drunkenly like stumbled anywhere because I think like usually mm-hmm. if I'm like up I'm really drunk mm-hmm. that means like I am not going to leave this seat somebody give me some water or yeah. soda or something yeah and I'm just gonna hang out for a bit I'm gonna try to get somebody to get me a snack and then I'm just gonna like shuffle home <laughs> yeah yeah because I also have to climb four flights of stairs to get to bed so I like you need your wits about you mm-hmm that's why I drink at home. <laughs> I I think that we, yeah, I'm, Diana, I, I have to be honest. She's Anne's bosom friend, but Anne's too good for her. Oh, yeah. I, I was happy when Marilla called out Diana's mom and said, well, she's greedy, and that's why she drank the whole bottle. So That was a good point. Yeah. And then... Diana's mom was like, she's not going to continue with school because she needs to learn to operate a house. Yeah. But she seems like she's, well, she's definitely not as smart as Anne. Because Anne got second in her class in mathematics. Right. And I do think that Anne would have tasted the wine and known it was wine, but Diana just willingly accepted it. Like, oh, this is the cordial. Like... Yeah, this, this is some is weird it. tasting cordial that kicks in. It's so much after better. A minute. Yeah, it's so much better than the one that I had last time. Yeah. yeah, that's like in Guys and Dolls when Sarah gets drunk off of uh, like milky cocktails, and she's like, "This would be a great way to get kids to drink milk," and that's the whole like people that are never drunk getting drunk. I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. if I had, I think the first time that I got drunk. It was exciting, but at the same time, I was also, like, terrified. Like, I definitely said at one point, this is going to be a forever thing. And that's no good. (laughs) Okay, so she meets Diana, her bosom friend. I do want to say, too, I noted every time I cried, I'm a little bit embarrassed at how much I cried. Wait, you cried at any point? Because, you know, the ending is obviously sad. I'll give you the ending, but, like... I was sad. (laughs) Marilla, okay, I have some questions. There's unanswered questions about Marilla and Matthew 
I was sad about Marilla. She, she like, people were telling her she couldn't even have a kid because she's an old maid. She doesn't know anything about being a mom. Well, she knows how to teach prayers. She, she, yeah, she knew how to teach prayers. And she was very, um, I want to say, responsible with Anne and fair. She was a fair yeah, person. Yeah, I'd agree with that. And she would stand up for her. And the thing is, how could you not like Anne? Like, she just is so sweet, and she doesn't... She's not self-aware yet, so Yeah, she's her, like she's like those viral videos where, like, a kid is being really funny, and everybody's just laughing yeah. in the kid's face, and the kid's like, stop laughing. This is serious. Yeah. Because, um, like, she didn't laugh when the whole... When everybody was laughing that... She let a, a mouse drown in um, pudding right. sauce. Right, yeah. And then that, yeah, that ended up being really funny. That was funny. Yeah, well. She's so dramatic about it. Like, a mouse drowned in it. <laughs> <laughs> not like, I found a mouse in it. I <laughs> I did nothing to stop <laughs> I did nothing this to stop. horror that befell us. <laughs> um, It made me just, I just felt sad about, like, this concept of, old maid and how like Marilla, we don't ever really understand why Marilla and Matthew, they're brother and sister and they live together, which is sort of must be, must've been common back then. It seems odd, right? Maybe they inherited this land Mm -hmm. from their family or their parents. And because none of them, neither of them had a courting season. Right. Um, they, that was, that was that. And they were like, okay, we're going to live here now. Yeah. And we're just going to be like brother and sister and. Yeah. We're going to do this totally normal, not weird setup at all. And we'll just have to like hang out with our next door neighbor. Who's a terrible gossip. And we we don't really like, but she's just close. So we have to do it. Yeah. That's a lot of. Uh, like the prairie life or life in in the 1900s too is just oh we live in this town with all these people they know everything about us we know everything about them cool <laughs> I guess we'll just try to hold on <laughs> as long as we can <laughs> oh my gosh yeah everybody's so very horrible. optimistic also, yeah, I just want to give credit you have pages of notes I know I, I was writing fast. Yeah, I, and, I was going to take more notes, but my laptop died when I was watching it, so I had to start watching on the uh, Gazebo TV app, so I couldn't really take notes anymore. Um, I will say, too, I told you this before, a lot of my notes are just somebody's name with a heart next to it. <laughs> yes. Don't know what it's in reference to. Um, so we meet Gilbert, who I find hot. I don't know what you thought of his attractiveness, <laughs> but I think Gilbert Blythe is very hot. Yeah, Gilbert seems fine. He, like, he looks very familiar in a very generic way. Mm-hmm. Like, he's definitely been cast as, like, heartthrobs and just, like, quote-unquote love interests. Yeah. Even if Anne's like, ugh, a boy. Ugh, I will say, this, like, this, including every other kid's media ever, whenever there's love involved, always one kid at some point says, like, 
I mean, that's something I'll never understand, or I never hope to understand. <laughs> and all the adults are like, <laughs> you're telling me. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Who are all of these people that have never been in love with anybody, and they're like, well, they all broke my heart and left, so these kids are going to hate love. Yeah. Well, yeah, and then she sort of, like, talks to Matthew about that. Like, you never courted anybody. I, lo- I really liked that bit. Yeah. I thought that was cute. Um, Matthew is just so sweet. He's like the main reason why she's there. Cause he, his heart melted like the second she opened her mouth. She's um, like, oh man, it would be ever so nice to sleep in a cherry tree. Cause then I would have cherries and then I could be close to the heavens. And, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry if I've been talking too much. Anyway, here's some more talking things yeah. I could talk about. Yeah. She really enlightens everybody's life though. She's, she's adding some inspiration to an otherwise boring life yeah all of them are just like our lives suck we have nothing going on and then Anne comes in and just changes (laughs) things around by being a goofy goof like she is um so gilbert ends up we then we see her in school she's very excited to go to school obviously she needs to be in school because she's very smart and it's a classic schoolhouse. The teacher. Oh, okay. okay. Ew. Okay. Ew. So like that, we, we're we on the same page that that teacher was having sex with that one student, right? He wanted to. I don't think he did, but I think he wanted to like I marry to, her. Yeah. I had to like rewatch the scene where they're saying goodbye to him and they're like gossiping a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't remember the, the girl's name that was in love. Yeah. And that he was paying a lot of extra time to uh, teach mathematics. Not enough to uh, spelling because she could not smell chrysanthemum. She couldn't spell. And it was strange how he wanted to sit right over her shoulder while she did math. I thought that was odd. Like, it seemed a little bit too close. Yeah, it, it was all bad. It was very bad. The teacher was But then was again, gross. you see Miss Mary, Miss Martin, Miss Miss M, whatever, that replaces him. And she is, like, looking over, but she's clearly, like, giving all of them equal attention instead mm-hmm. of just her. Right. Because, like, I think she looked, she looked like a full adult. I was very confused as to why she was still there. Oh, Miss Stacy. The new teacher? The new teacher. No, no, no. Oh, no I was talking, oh. uh, going back to yeah. the oh, weird the student, woman, the student relationship. Well, I think what it was back then, if you you could like go to school up until you were 18. Sick. So she was supposed to be studying for her exams. Doesn't seem like she went to college for that either. No. She did not get accepted into the after school p- class. Right. Where the they just do more math. M- more stuff. Yeah. This also wild. Like, I was trying to think during that scene, during all the scenes in school, like, how does school work? Like, it's just like the teacher being like, okay, I think I know this now. It's like, I guess we just talk about this. And yeah. Figure it out. I, th- I think they all had their own book for where they were at. And then they I were guess. working through that. Yeah. Old uh. schools sound terrible yeah and like that was big punishment for Anne to have to sit next to a boy mm-hmm. Ugh. she couldn't sit next to diana she had to sit next to 
uh, Gilbert. Gilbert. I was going to call him Gideon. Um, <laughs> he left so little of an impression on me. Um. Okay. I thought he was hot, but she does. I do think that what's interesting is. Um, he does become important towards the end, obviously. Well, yeah. He's very problematic in the beginning, like pulling her hair and and being mean to her. But she always stands up for herself whenever somebody is mean to her, which I think is like outside of the norm of the orphan uh, trope. Because in the beginning, she is feeling so bad and sorry for herself that she served lunch late. So Miss Catherine's husband died. Yeah, I did put that. I did write that quote down. To have to wait an extra hour for lunch is a terrible burden on any man. Right. She believes like that she because he w- she was an hour late for lunch that he was jumping up and down angry yeah. and then had a heart attack and yeah. died. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't the fact that he had ten kids or, or worked I don't in know, a maybe... stressful outdoor job yeah. that has no was safety it, standards. Was it like a lumber mill or a it was some sort of outdoor mill area like maybe lumber maybe metal of some yeah. kind maybe iron he was also overweight and maybe not doing so well yeah i i mean i'm just also i mean if you were married to miss Catherine, am i right i know she was a b i wrote down at one point <laughs> don't H- trust the b in miss gables <laughs> green no <laughs> Don't trust the bee in Green Gables. 23. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, she believes some She believes some of the things that people are saying to her, like that she's trash and stuff like that. But and then that, yeah. some things she, she can't stand for. Like she really, her hair is an issue for her. She does not she, like when people oh, comment on it. And she dyes her hair green that at one point. Yeah. And I don't know... She said like she like a drifter or something sold her hair dye. Yeah, yeah, the peddler. Yeah, um, that they saw in the lane. Um, and then, <laughs> then she gets her hair cut off, and that fixes it. And now her hair is back to being the same red as before. Yeah, I wanted that haircut. To be honest with you, honestly, I thought it was you really cute. kind of have it now. I, I almost do. I'm growing it out to be like that. I'm gonna take a <laughs> picture of it to my hairdresser. Oh, great. <laughs> I think Marilla loves, um, so Marilla heard that she smashed her (laughs) slate over Gilbert's head. And she was like, that's, don't do that again. Like, you seem sorry. And then when Anne leaves, she's like, that was a pretty good one. Yeah, she liked that. Um, And then we find out that Marilla, like, shares sort of the similar temper to Anne. Yeah. Um, Which is great. So then we're like, oh, okay. So maybe they have more in common than they think. Um, Anne loves to say the phrase scope of imagination too. She's always like asking people if they imagine things and judging how wide their scope of imagination is. But nobody can compare to hers really. And she loves to read, even during class. Yeah, she does. She'll read novels, which... Yeah, she said uh, she she got in trouble for reading Ben-Hur during class. And she's like, I will not even look at it for a week, even to know how the gladiator race ends. Yes. And she's the teacher's like, calm down, it's fine. Like, <laughs> I can tell that you, like, are sorry. Yeah. 
I was like that in uh, elementary school, except instead of reading novels, I was reading like mad magazines. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, you cannot read the Fundalini pages in class. (laughs) That's so not okay. That's great. (laughs) Um, Were you a bad kid in school? I, I was a very good kid. I only was bad in classes that I didn't like, usually math class. Yeah. But it was just like I didn't do the work or I half-assed something Mm because I didn't feel like it. Yeah, I would always like be like, I don't want to, I'm not trying to be rude and disrespectful to the teacher themselves because I was like, my parents are teachers, like I understand. Well, I was like, I don't want to, I don't want them to be angry at me or be angry. Like I want to do, I want to do what I'm what I'm supposed to but then there were some assignments or days where I just didn't do jack shit because I was like this is dumb yeah yeah like I I got into like a fight with um a rabbi at my middle school because he really want he I it was like prayer it was like services and he wanted me to pray and I did not want to pray oh I was like heathen so I would do that thing where it's like I have the book open so you're like reading it in your mind yeah, but I, you're well, not saying it out loud. It's like, yeah, I'm, I memorized it. And they're like, you shouldn't memorize prayers. Like, you're supposed to read them so you can be present. I'm like, oh. <laughs> oh, my God. How dare you? Yeah, I was a little, I was a little rebel in, uh, middle, in Jewish middle school. Oh, my God, Ross. I don't see. I didn't have. A, I just like went to public school. So I felt I think I felt a little bit freer to disrespect my teachers (laughs) the religious component would have scared me but i mean even in high even in high school because i i went to public school for high school i was like i wanted to be clear that i'm I'm not doing this to be mean to you it's just like i have no motivation right now right yeah um but teachers are good Teachers That's, are if great. You, if you take anything away from this podcast. They are. My mom is a teacher too. Yeah. Maybe it, my issues are beyond just. Help. Oh. <laughs> well, beyond. <laughs> I have issues with authority. Oh, relatable. <laughs> I, I see somebody with a badge and I'm like, no. <laughs> um. Okay. Yeah, do you have? Because I I'm just kind of curious in general about like the other Anne movie. So like, so, what are, what are any last thoughts that you have about at least the first of the Anne trilogy? <laughs> I just last thoughts. Well, sure. Miss Stacy is a good teacher. She's like what every teacher should be. She understands that Anne is special and has this personality that's very large. And yeah, like she if she existed today, she would be the teacher that like. Hey, you guys like rap? Well, and then she raps Shakespeare. Yeah, exactly. Has that like worked ever? I don't. <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah. Um. The <laughs> oh, I was wondering if maybe the prime minister. They mentioned the prime minister, and I wrote maybe he looks like Trudeau, but then Marilla said he was nothing to look at. <laughs> <laughs> So I guess Canadian prime ministers have gotten much better looking. Yeah. Well, you know what? Let's let's ask. I'm going to look up on my phone and see who would have been the prime minister of Canada oh, yeah. in, I guess, 1910. Because, I mean, the book came out in 1910. So I want to be accurate. 
to... I have some quotes here, too, that I... Um, oh, of course. That I wrote down that I, I wanted to... Oh, s- he is... Yeah. He, what he does is he not look a handsome like? man. So, Wilfred Laurier, he kind of looks like if Martin Van Buren was a Christopher Guest character, if that checks out. Oh, yeah. He's, he's spindly. Yeah. Let's let's just say it, they should have been made. <laughs> Martin was the Christopher Guest character. Let's just say that maybe people should lay off Anne's looks and lay more into his looks. Yeah. Long. But anyway, yeah. So what are what are some Tox- quotes? Toxic masculinity is really rampant in, this in movie. the Victorian era. Yeah. Victorian rep- Like I I have a lot of notes that just say Victorian repression. Just a whole lot of times. Yeah, and it's and it's even more troubling because we mainly interact with uh, women characters, and it's like, oh, they've just like fully embraced and embodied yeah. all of the things yeah. that are just like systems that oppress. Yeah, and like they they were talking about like the right to vote or whatever. Oh yeah, I had and that. And was like, are you, what are how do you vote? And Martin was like, oh, I'm conservative. Yeah, and then it, it was really cute when Anne was like. Uh, then that is what I shall be. Yeah. But not really explaining what that meant no. back then. But like you should anything. always follow the, the religion of the mother and the politics of the father. Oh, I've never heard that. She said that. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Wait, I think I had. Oh, Did you okay. write that down? And you were like, Whoa. no, I some somebody said that. Yeah. I remember yeah. that. The how one many, thing I uh, thought was how funny. How many raspberry? I've uh, had a few raspberry cordials. The one thing I thought was fun. This quote: "If you only knew how many things I want to say and don't." Oh, I liked. <laughs> I did like that. <laughs> um, she loves puff sleeves. And that's her dream one day to have puff sleeves. Oh, I wrote. Okay, I have my own joke that I wrote. You'll appreciate this. <laughs> okay, I'm ready. Do you um, remember the scene where Gilbert tried to slide into her dance card? Her DC. Tried to slide into her DC. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) But then he took it. Like, that's kind of weird, right? Yeah. He's kind of somewhat of a creep. Oh. Just a little bit. But that also, you know, I mean, that enforces the other like weird, like toxic patriarchal stuff of just like, oh, that boy is bullying you. That means that he likes you. Yes. That's you know a big part of their relationship. Yeah. Because, you know, if you like somebody, you really want to nag and push them away. Yes. Makes sense. Classic. Yeah. Oh, so good. <laughs> um, that he she's like very good at standing up to him, though, and not uh, letting him treat her poorly. Oh yeah. Which I I really appreciate seeing that. Um Did your sister ever do that when you were bullying her? When I bullied my sister. She didn't stand a chance. She, we bullied each other. Um <laughs> so so I guess my bullying of her was canceled out by her bullying of me. Oh, interesting. Yeah, because when my brother bullied me, I was five years younger. Oh, wow. So I would just, you know, cry and cry and cry. Oh, that's so sad. Oh, I cried so much. I must have been dehydrated as a child. Oh. I, I cried so much. Oh, my god. Not, not just from him bullying. Look, he's been on the podcast. He's a good, he's a good adult man now. We are best friends. But, you know, 
like when he was nine and I was four or five, like it's tough. Yeah, that's not going to work out well. Oh, man, that makes me sad for you. That's yeah, fine. I'm over it. Okay. Sorry, Pastor Oz. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I speaking of bullying. So we need to talk about this one character. Um, and if we need to wrap this up, I can. But I just no, wanted to talk about um, Aunt Diana's Aunt Joe. First of all, I thought Diana Which one was he um, Aunt Joe Josephine. The ri- oh, maybe you didn't get to her yet. Okay, so full disclosure. <laughs> so, you know, it's too long. as we said, this movie was three hours long. And what <laughs> I do, if like I'm planning a record, I'll usually, if I don't have time during the week, I'll watch just like, I'll plan it out so I watch before it. And I um, set aside two hours thinking, oh, that'll be plenty. And uh, I was very okay. wrong. So I guess maybe that, that character came in right after I turned off. Yeah. All right. Never mind. No, no, no. Still, Diana for the good a of rich the listener. Aunt. Great who likes Anne better than Diana. Oh. It's weird. Just like, you're a fascinating specimen. Yeah, she wants Anne around to be her court jester. That's a direct quote. Oh. That sounds like some Pippi Longstocking shit. That's some Pippi Longstocking... That's some classism there happening. I mean, I can't watch movies anymore about the past without... Yeah, cause, but also this movie does feel like a little bit relevant and a little bit, you know, I mean, it came out in the 80s. Mm-hmm. It was based on something from the early 1900s. Like, it yeah. it still feels relatively progressive. Just like, oh, like, why should this little girl conform to all these things that are around her when she can just be herself and everybody else adjust to her? Right, right. And they do. And they are charmed by her. Um, They're like, what? You do what you want? That's crazy. Aunt Joe, the one quote I have from her, though, that I really liked is she's talking about why she was never married. I'm not sure why she's rich, though. I don't know what happened there. Hmm. Maybe she did. She was married what, at one what's point. What's the industry back then? Just like grass? <laughs> <laughs> Textiles. <laughs> Textiles. Yeah, sure. Um, she Aunt Joe says a married woman could never be as cantankerous as I am free to be. And I thought that was pretty good. Cantankerous. 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 But that girl can't spell that either. Oh, whatever her name was. Doesn't matter. I don't think they said her name because I feel like I would have been looking into only that the entire time. Just being like, okay, what is happening with her? (laughs) Um. (laughs) So I think ultimately, I mean, do we still have... The orphan as a theme, like what, in your mind, what was the most recent like orphan? Um, it seems to really serve children's movies because it takes like then the kid can really be free to do whatever they want. Yeah, like the the all the Disney princess or classic movies, like one or both the parent is dead, and it's like an uncle or grandparent that takes yeah. care. Um, there was a horror movie that came out called Orphan. And oh, uh, yeah. it probably wasn't great back then. It definitely did not age well in like the 12, 13 years. Yeah. Um, it's just kind of a thing that never really has gone away. Yeah. Like it's just kind of like, okay, this. Yeah. Because it's either the kid is super extroverted and a go-getter and does all this stuff mm-hmm. on his own. Mm-hmm. Kind of like 
uh, like Miles Morales in Spider-Man. Okay. Or he has a traumatic, witnesses a traumatic death or experiences a traumatic death of a family member and has to kind of do things to cope like Peter Parker in Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I guess Anne's coping is her imagination. Yeah. I do think that she, she seems weirdly fine with her whole life. That's yeah. That's kind of the, she's never upset about it. I, I, they rarely, they're just kind of like, they're like, Oh, I'm, I'm just never going to have love again. Like they definitely are not over it because that's the kind of the mindset that they get into of just, Mm -hmm. I'll never have love or any fulfillment. But that's also just a, I think just a psychological thing of, orphans or anybody that's like lost somebody close in general yeah yeah i don't know it's just it's just always gonna be a thing probably yeah it's interesting though i've i I feel like walter and bertha shirley would have also embraced Anne's imagination what if they're also weirdos yeah they're like we wear our pants backwards (laughs) come on Anne. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Here's our Anne prayer. Is. Screw you, God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why don't you have some red currant wine, Anne? <laughs> <laughs> we all play sousaphones. Um, so what happens in like the other Anne movie? Because like at the end of this movie, we okay. see her. We see Martin die. Matthew, Matthew dies. Jesus. And uh, <laughs> they might have to sell Green Gables. And then Anne's like, oh, become a teacher next so door. You're good. I, at the end of the movie, I'm a little bit like, this seems like kind of dumb of her. Because she, she goes to college. And, of course, she's the smartest one there. Mm-hmm. She wins this prestigious scholarship to get money. And um, she gets a job to go uh, teach somewhere else. And um, that's our Anne. Yeah. And like Marilla is so proud of her. Matthew's so proud of her. But then Matthew passes away and she comes back and she's super sad. But Marilla's like, okay, well, I guess I'm going to have to be roommates with Rachel Lind, the gossip, which, okay, I understand Anne being like, mm, I don't want you to have to do that. But she's old and fat. <laughs> yeah. Gross. Yeah. Um, but that to me, that sounds like a good plan. Like, sure. You don't, you don't have the energy to keep up your farm anymore. So just move in with your roommate. That's a great plan. Um, but like then Anne, Anne, you're an adult. somehow Anne figures out a way to, um, take courses by mail Cool. And then stays in Avonlea and teaches at Avonlea because Gilbert trades with her. He he decides he'll take her spot where she was placed. You know, the better spot. The better, yeah. Well, she she misses out on her scholarship. Oh. But then she teaches at Avonlea. So then we see her at, at Avonlea and she's staying with Marilla. And then her courtship with Gilbert is in the next one. And um, I believe World War One happens. Oh no! And Anne's yeah. like, I'm gonna solve World War One. Uh, yeah. Um, things get you know sad, 
and she and Gilbert really figure some things out. And uh, then they just, he becomes a doctor. Hey, good for kids. Of course. <laughs> Let me guess. She has a bunch of twins. She has a bunch of twins. And it's and all terrible. she has to deal with that. Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> My other roommate just came in. <laughs> My husband. And the ultimate roommate. Also, my kid has been awake for a while now, but I haven't really been paying any attention to that. And that is recorded, so <laughs> <laughs> we now have that just ready to go. So now, now's the part of uh, the podcast where we have to, you oh, know, we have to rate it. Yeah. So on a scale uh, of uh, zero to five uh you can be as minute and specific with uh your rating as possible as you like why am i having such a hard time saying this that's it that's the only rating yeah just uh zero to five i think i give it a four i'm curious to hear what your rating is um are you not supposed to give ratings? No, I, I give my ratings. I'm trying to think because uh, also the, the Excel spreadsheet that I use is not working right now. <laughs> but uh, honestly, I think I might. I'm kind of with you with a four. Like it's it's totally it's cute. Like it's too fucking long. I'll give you. <laughs> It's for, re- it's for one of those days where you really just need your kids where you're to be out of zoned the house. out. <laughs> yeah. But uh but like, I think it's I think it was a cute it's a cute movie. Um I was bored the first little bit, but then I was like, "Oh, I kind of get the vibe of what this is yeah. and I was enjoying it." Um I will say uh all of the numbers from the Excel spreadsheet uh are not showing up right now. So uh, I can't give you the exact metric of where this places and of Green Gables within our rating system, but I think it's probably around like I don't know like where Ratatouille is. <laughs> is that solidly in the middle? Yeah, well, Ratatouille yeah. is a, is we gave it all fours, so yeah, it should be right about where Ratatouille is. So congrats, <laughs> and. You're just as good as the rat that you let drown. Um, <laughs> oh my god! But Julia, thanks so much for coming on the podcast oh, and thank for inviting you. me into your house with all your roommates. Oh, <laughs> yeah! I didn't warn them that you would be here. Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's the same with me in everyday life. Um, uh, do you have Do you have anything to promote? Um, so, while well, my improv team guillotine Woo. is. Um, it performs every Wednesday at nine. Um, us and then the other team, Shorefire. We're doing improv together. But you know what? Only go for guillotine. Once they say, and now Shorefire, you can be like, well, I already saw yeah. Julia. And we're doing, actually, we're doing free um, improv jams afterwards. So if you want to try improv, um, stick around. Yeah. At 10, we do the jam. Sure. And you can go do that. Um, I will not go to the jam. but Yeah. It's if- pretty late. But it's yeah. a good time. Um, and I think that's all I have to promote right now. Hooray. But this was very fun. Good. Yeah, I'm glad that you out. could come on. And, uh, you know, uh, please rate and review us on iTunes and all that stuff and help us out with ratings. 
and whatnot. Um, but that is all for today. We will hear you next week. And go, go, gadget, and show. <laughs>